0: To be no uh, it's gonna be video because uh yeah this time so okay um
1: I'm pulling up my usual Bill Curry for him. all right three two one Welcome into the Scuttle Bucks, a playoff victory version of the Scuttle Bucks, I might add. And if we sound like we're rather sedated, it's because we're both trying to be quiet. I'm Jeff, and that's Tom. He's in Mexico on a vacation, lucky him. I'm here at my house. My family's asleep. It's a holiday. Happy Martin Luther King Day, everybody. So <laughs> we'll we'll have a coffee edition of the Scuttle Bucks. And uh, I should note, coffee edition or not, it's brought to you by Bill Curry Ford you have your eye on a new truck, as I always say, or just one out of your lease, reach out directly to Bill Curry Ford GM, Sean Sullivan. He'll help you personally. You can find his email at BillCurryFord.com. Always swing on by if you're there in Tampa, one mile north of the stadium on Dale Mayberry Highway. Beautiful showroom. Uh, Huge Bucks fans. You know that at Bill Curry Ford. They've been serving this community for a long, long, long time, and that's what they're all about. Many players, coaches go there as well. Bill Curry Ford has a national lifetime warranty on new and used vehicles, and remember, GM Sean Sullivan will assist you personally. Ask for the Joe Bucks fan discount, BillCurdy4.com. All right, glad you made it to Mexico, Tom. I am envious. It's a beautiful view you got there. The folks at home can, can't see that, but well done.
0: Oh, thank you. It was a little coffee talk edition. Uh Yeah, it was interesting, man, because I, I was traveling during the game. Uh, my flight was 1150 out of Fort Lauderdale to Cancun. It's not that long of a flight. I was able to watch the game in fits and starts, but then I reviewed it last night. The good news is, as you're going from station to station, layover to landing to customs to the charter bus to all this stuff, the score kept on getting better and better and better. So my worries, my anxiety was lower and lower and lower. We wanted to face one of the birds. We got one of the birds, and then we flipped Philly the bird because that was, I think, at halftime after reviewing the game, 17-7 17-7 may have been more fair than the score, but that Jalen Hurts interception in the end zone was effectively the end of the football game. We were able to do just about anything we wanted offensively, and I'm proud of us, buddy. We scouted it that uh, this game was for over the middle of the field, and also we'd be able to run the ball on Philly. Yeah, I know but- that the, ar- the the yards per carry looks little in the box score, but if you watch the first half of that game, we were able to run on them when we needed to.
1: Yeah, it could have kept running. Uh, could have kept running. I I continue to just be so frustrated. It's such a reminder of the good fortune championship teams have to have in addition to skill in terms of injuries. Um, you know, you barely get into this game and Wirfs goes down. He's only your most important offensive lineman. He's a pro bowler. He's going to be the rock for you for the next 10 years. And that guy goes down real quick, quick criticism here of the coaching staff. There was zero reason to put him back in the game. I don't care if he begged, pleaded, wept. It doesn't matter. There was no reason whatsoever for him to go back in the game. And predictably when he did, uh, he got blown past and it led to a Brady sack and he probably, you know, at the time you're thinking to yourself, I appreciate the heart, man. Nobody questions it. We already know you're tough. Uh, I know you want to play, but I mean, one play into that, you could see he couldn't put any weight on it. So why are you risking further injury? That's just dumb. Hopefully knock on wood at the time we're recording this, that we'll find out he's good.
0: Yeah. Also, uh, at 31 to nothing, Brady takes another sack or thirty-one to seven, whatever it was at the time. Can can I understand that maybe there are some platitudes and and record book stuff that you want to achieve, but, but can we pull Brady out of there? I get that it went to thirty-one to fifteen with an onside kick with four and a half to go, but um, late third quarter, early fourth quarter, I don't need to see him out there. You don't need no. to put him in that situation. That game is over. Yeah,
1: they did a lot of things there where they, you know, I get what I know what a coach is going to say. A coach is going to talk about. Trying to find things, they're working on timing with receivers because we've had so many guys out. They're working on a lot of different things. You got to press the gas, it's the playoff. The last time we played the Eagles, they came back and made it scary. All that stuff, right? No, man, this game was over. It was 31 to nothing. You could have put all of your backups in and run the ball, run the clock, and gotten out of Dodge. Instead, we're in shotgun throwing the football. Yeah. I, again, I'm with you on this. Enough of the griping for me for now because it's an easy rocking chair playoff victory, and I don't take those for granted. But there's not moments where you can't raise an eyebrow and say, what are we doing here? Yeah. Why, why are we doing that here? Um, and those were a couple of them. The other part is that as this game went on, as you saw, uh, once Worth went down, then Jensen's down. I'm like, well, we're going to call this a day. I mean, this is going to be the end of the Buck mm-hmm. season uh, after this win. Uh, but Jensen comes back, and it turns out just that he got, he got a little scared, a little scared probably. Uh, he felt like uh, maybe his season was over. I saw him punch the ground. Guys don't normally do that if it's just sort of a temporary thing. So luckily, it looks like he's going to be just fine because he came in and played well. But yeah, I will say this. It, it's certainly awfully nice going into a game in which you know the opposing team wants to run the ball and you have the guys back that we had back. It truly changed the game. In Philadelphia, that that first series, there's a there's the – sort of the third down play. And I mean, once that's blown up and then the second series, they're trying to run, they can't run again. I remember thinking, well, if you're an Eagles fan, this is problematic for lots of reasons. Uh, but the biggest is that you're now going to have to rely on Jalen Hurts to throw the ball. And, you know, this isn't uh, the scuttle Eagles or the Eagles, but, but they can, they don't have a quarterback. Like if you're the Eagles, you t- you walk out of that game going, we probably got to move on
0: here. Yeah, no, if I'm an Eagles fan, I'm actually a little bit happy because it's now you know, evident for everyone to see what he is, what he isn't. Because he'll make some amazing plays break in the pocket, and I thought we did a good job yesterday of just trying to contain a little bit more than pin our ears back. I know there were some blitz calls I got home and things of that nature, but but it looked to me like the plan was – let the pocket systematically collapse instead Mm -hmm. of trying to affect the quarterback within a second or two, which was good. But, you know, Hertz will break the pocket and and make a few throws, and he did. The one drop by Goddard was a huge drop in the game, and that's a great play by Jalen. But then he'll miss obvious throws, easy throws, wide-open throws, and he does it way too often for the NFL. Yeah, well, he does it all the time. He's not any good at all. There's no reason, if you're the Eagles whatsoever, to, to entertain the idea of bringing him back. Well, and what was this game for us this year? Like, uh, between the regular season and, and this game. So it's 19. Was it the easiest game of the season? If it isn't, it's number two or number three. I don't remember a game. I mean, the Dolphins game was close into halftime before we pulled away. Uh, we played the Eagles the first time, and, and we were up 28 uh, nothing, whatever it was. But this is one of the easiest games of the year. I feel like we have more in the in the course of the 60 minutes to really get after. On a Monday scuttlebucks Bucks than we do today. That was, we didn't have an NFC playoff game like that last year. The Super Bowl was nice, but the NFC was nip and tuck the whole way through. This was as, this is about as easy a playoff win as I can remember since maybe the after the bye week in 02 when we hosted oh, the 49ers. Remember yeah. that game? Oh, that yeah, was Jeff Garcia and the 49ers came to town. That game was over about as early as this one. So you know, I, what
1: what do we make of the playoff picture right now? Um, obviously, we play the winner of Arizona, Los Angeles. At the time that we're recording that, the game is tonight. Uh, I think we both would prefer to play Arizona uh, yes. at this point. Um, I, I I feel like that's the easier game of the two. Um, but you know, the good thing is, you know, we don't have to uh, we don't have to travel. We'll be playing at home. Uh, that game is not going to be on a Saturday, guaranteed. Uh, because they're playing a Monday night opponent. So you're going to, it's going to be a Sunday game, um, Sunday or Monday game, right? Are they doing the Monday no, format?
0: No, only the first weekend. So it, okay, we already so know. It'll the, be a, it, yeah, it'll be a Sunday game. We know the kickoff time. It's three o'clock on Sunday, uh, which is great news for yours truly, because I'm flying back on a Saturday. I was like, don't you do it. Don't you do it, Dallas, and come back. Because I think if Dallas came back, We might have been the Saturday game against the Cowboys. So I am thanking my lucky stars will be able to watch this game on Sunday. Well, I'm
1: glad that you uh, were Johnny on the spot and knew the kickoff time because uh, the dumbass host here did not bother to double check that right before we we hit
0: record. That's why there's a helper guy. (laughs) I'm the caddy of this program, sir. And I'm Uh, no short of of Jim Mackay or (laughs) Stevie Williams. You you name it. I'm that guy. Yeah, that
1: is true. Um, So... I got into an argument. This is fun. Let's do. The- Let's play this little game. So, Bucks fans, like all NFL fans, passionate as we may be, have probably a group of what, three or four guys, maybe gals, that you trust to have in-game conversations with, post-game conversations with, analysis, sort of conversations regarding matchups you like, matchups you don't like, players you love, coaches you hate, whatever it might be, right? And and I usually take place via text during the game, after the game, while you're watching other games, and kind of previewing where your head's going to be at for this next game. And we have a mutual friend who's a diehard Bucks fan, and um, he he was pessimistic about this game. He's pessimistic about any game the Bucks are going to play. He's, he doesn't feel like the Bucks are trending in the right direction. He thinks everybody else is. I said, well, you're nothing if not consistent. Um, I actually feel good about the bucks in this next game. I do. I don't care if it's the Cardinals or the Rams. I feel pretty good about it. I don't like us to win the Super Bowl. We're clearly not the best team. You look around the league, Kansas city would beat us. I think green Bay will beat us if we get there, but I'm not, I'm not bowing down to the Rams or the Cardinals. No, no, I don't. We'll see how they play tonight, but I don't see it because again, Either one of those guys, quarterback play on the road, I against, I think that's a fifty-fifty proposition. We're at home with the best quarterback of all time.
0: Yeah, I mean, we can be the better team than anybody uh, on a given Sunday, and it's not that much of a stretch. I would agree with you that if you're playing the odds, yeah, I don't know what we are in terms of you know Super Bowl favorites. The Vegas books can say something, but I'd say we're third or fourth in the order of uh, those who are, are yeah. third or third or fourth on the list of teams that I would pick to win the Super but Bowl. Here's the thing: Kerrigan's a nice player for Philadelphia, but. He's I mean, shoot, if he's going to give you fits, then you've got real problems at right tackle. And that's well, where to me, I, mean, I want to play kid- the Cardinals, the Cardinals and the Cardinals uh, next weekend, because you don't need stunts and all kinds of games, twists with Aaron Donald and the front that the Rams have. Tonight, you have to be the biggest Cardinals fan. There is JJ Watt. Nothing. That's the better play is to get that defensive line. But Tristan Wirfs affects how I feel about next week. I mean, of course, you know, Typically, you you feel you talk about a quarterback affecting the game at a level where you you just you move the line by several points. The Worf's injury is just massive, and my feeling on Sunday a kickoff is going to be directly tied to how the the Worf's injury report and storyline shakes out this week. I think
1: that's one hundred percent accurate. I I don't think the Bucks can win if he doesn't play and play well. I'll just put it that way. Uh, he they don't they don't win without him in there playing and playing well.
0: Well, the thing that they can do, and they can mirror last year's offense a little bit more. I saw some of it in the fourth quarter. We had actually, some elements that you see up here in, in Ta- well, I'm in Mexico, but in Tallahassee with the team we covered double pulls, things like that, in order to mm-hmm. flank the, the right side of the line. But well, the first clearly- run of the game,
1: Tom, the first run of the yep. game, that was a beautiful run.
0: Keyshawn Vaughn up the middle, pulling tack. Yeah, the whole thing it was beautiful. Well, the thing is, when you have a full week and you know whether or not you're going to have your all-pro, first-team all-pro right tackle, you can put Gronk there, and and unfortunately, you take him out of the passing game, but you can leave him in there to help. Or you can bring in Stinney or who I mean whoever else, Wells, whoever your sixth offensive lineman is these days with the shuffling and the depth chart, however you need to make it work, you can game something for a week and get by with even the Rams. I think you can get by the Rams or the Cardinals, but – I mean, if Wurfs is out for an extended period of time, you've got no chance to win the Super Bowl. I just, you know, again, it's about confidence and and the trends and the probabilities. We, I mean, we go from a 80% chance to win the game down to like a 40% chance to win the game if Wurfs is not available. But you still could because you can scheme up anything for a week. I will say this,
1: though, too. Uh, with Wurfs attempting to get back in the game, I had to believe, obviously, they went in and X-rayed him. They did all the tests that they're going to do. This was more of a, in all likelihood, not a structural damage type thing. Clearly, in my mind, that's a guy that is going to be able to give it a go. I mean, Tordal is an amazing drug, and my guess is as long as there's nothing torn, nothing broken, uh, nothing that could cause long-term damage, uh, you don't want to risk obviously your pro bowl t- pro bowl tackle uh, for you know incredibly bright future for uh, for a football game. Uh, even if it's a big one, uh, that guy is, is the rock of this line. But if he, if, if he's able to gain a little bit of strength in that throughout the week and it, and it hurts less and less, and they can get the inflammation down, whatever it might be, they'll shoot him up. He'll play. Yeah. I mean, if, if it's a matter of pain tolerance toward all and he's playing.
0: Yeah. I just looked again, we're, we're almost at nine o'clock in the morning on Monday and, um, it's still nothing from Rappaport or Schefter or anybody in Tampa regarding uh, the yeah, injury and the soccer. only
1: problem we apologize in advance if you as you guys listen to this, um, the schedules for Tom and I are very different today, obviously. so we had to we had to do this first thing in the morning. To make yeah, sure I'm drinking we got by it. the
0: pool, people. I'm going yeah. to drink by the pool. That's okay. <laughs> so you're lucky you get this much out of me.
1: <laughs> so in truth, we knew that some of this might be dated by the time you hear it. We may have information that you're screaming at your your radio or your phone going hey, man, we know he's not playing, or we know he's playing. You know, you may get that by the time you
0: listen to this. We apologize. Mas Palomas. Mas Palomas. <laughs> mezcal only. No t- the Mezcal. That's, yeah. The Mezcal Paloma <laughs> is a delicious thing. There's going to be, uh I don't know, how many touchdowns did we score yesterday? We scored four. Mm-hmm. Over under four and a half by one o'clock this afternoon, I think. That's yeah, well, you are on vacation,
1: under. and it's the first official full day of vacation. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I know you're going to do it up. Uh, there would be it would be an impossibility to do this show later in the day, folks, is what we're saying.
0: So one thing we talked about before the game, um, I think this might have been last Monday's, but Mike Evans, here's your opportunity to write yourself a new chapter of being the only guy on the outside and getting fat and r- running up the stats, helping your Hall of Fame resume, all the legacy stuff on the way to victory. He did it yesterday. He got yeah. open. He got open consistently. He played physically. That was an excellent performance out of Mike.
1: I was I was happy with Mike, very happy with Mike. You know, the question mark becomes. I'm glad you switch over to, re, to the receiving core. The question mark now becomes: Can they consistent? Can somebody else consistently get open uh, and give you a chance to win a football game? Because it can't just be Mike. They're going to have to have another receiver that they can trust. Whether it's Johnson, Miller, Perryman, somebody's got to emerge. And the timing was off yesterday. It was, you know, you saw that with those other guys, especially in the first half. It was so frustrating with the, I mean, I don't understand how Johnson and Brady can't be on the same
0: page at this point
1: uh, of Johnson's development.
0: Yeah, you, if he misses Perriman, you understand it, but not Tyler Johnson. The thing that's, the thing is so funny is, I saw those key plays, a couple of third downs that were missed. The one to Johnson on third down was like, I mean, it's, God, man. I mean, a half a foot, Let's let's figure whatever that is out. But you look in the third quarter and Brady's only got like four incompletions in the third quarter. So while it doesn't look to be at its apex, the floor seems to be raised here. There We had basic concerns about inconsistency on the offense, and we are going to be worried about the offensive line. But if you're just talking about efficiency, yesterday was about as good as it's been in a while in terms of efficiency. Maybe not explosiveness, but efficiency. Well, we predicted it. Um, I think I think this game was
1: the easiest game we've ever previewed. I mean, we we basically we I would argue 100 percent nailed how this game would be played. We wanted to put the game on uh, Philadelphia's quarterback. We wanted to. So we knew Jalen Hurts couldn't play. And so we yeah. said, basically, if he doesn't kill you with his legs, he can't beat you.
0: And we and got out to a two-score lead, which is huge. Oh, Get right. out we to a two-score lead and change the way they have to play it.
1: Well, right. We didn't want them to be able to stick to the run. Um, but but even still, you saw getting Shaq Barrett back and Levante David back. You saw how that changed the run defense. And then in addition to all of that, we said that offensively, the Eagles are not going to allow the Bucks to hit big plays. They're going to try to keep it in front of them. They'll try to confuse Brady. Good luck with that, man. I mean, the guy's seen everything, and this was a game. You talk about efficiency. Well, it's a, it was all checkdowns. Everything was everything was short underneath, over the middle. Uh, th- but we predicted that the Eagles were not going to give up big plays. There's a couple big plays, but not much. Um, and that's that's you know fine. I I, I expected as much. There's a sequence there where they couldn't cover Gronk, and then there's a sequence there where they couldn't cover Evans. A lot of a lot of check downs. Obviously was able to throw the ball underneath. It's going to be huge, by the way. We're not even talking about it. If you get Fournette back and he's right, mm-hmm. uh, again, this offense takes another step forward. You're helped out a lot there too.
0: That's where, yes, Worfs is all world and everything. But then if you just run it downhill, I mean, most anybody at the NFL level can at least neutralize somebody in a run block. If you're getting downhill and and you have an extra lineman in or you put Gronk in that situation, yeah, it changes things. And and one thing I, I noted yesterday, I'm sure you saw it too. It didn't happen always, but when they bracketed Gronk, it opened up so many things in the perimeter, and that's what they're trying to cover for their fundamental weakness over the middle of the field, and you saw a safety linebacker or two linebackers converge on either side of Gronk. It's like doubling the post in basketball. All right, that's fine. You could take that pass away. But then you got stuff on the perimeter, checkdowns, all kinds of stuff. And I thought we ran our screen game as well as we have in a long time, too. A couple of those looks near the red zone with the screens. I like seeing that because that was a huge part of our offense last year in the playoffs. When we needed a big play, we dialed up some tunnels or bubbles or underneath throws, mesh concepts, all those kinds of things. It's amazing how the West Coast becomes a lot more useful in the postseason. It's not as sexy, but you see some of those uh, elements in our offense and that was good to see, too, because you'll need it in order to uh, beat. I, I'm figuring the Rams are going to win. but And if it is the Rams, you're going to need all kinds of rub routes and things like that to succeed. Uh, and one other note on the other side of the football, uh, I'm going to steal the thunder from you, but I'm going to let you celebrate the secondary participation. Go ahead.
1: Well, it was a full participation for all the base starters. And I would also say, Tom, you know, Jordan Whitehead ain't having none of your nonsense. Uh, that is a that is a grown-ass man playing uh, a mean brand of football. And I I watched that group. I mean, you know how angry I've been all year long that we watch a football game and within minutes somebody goes down due to injury in that secondary. It, it even led to me besmirching their character. I got so angry. Uh, <laughs> at times I'm like, can we not play a football game where somebody doesn't come off the field? Uh, they didn't.
0: So, did Bruce last week on his uh, Sirius XM spot, or whether it was the yeah. Buccaneers Radio Network show, whatever? He was like, I'd like to see Jamel play a full game.
1: <laughs> hey, so listen, not for nothing. It, it is frustrating. You know, I mean, they always talk about that uh, the greatest ability is availability. I mean, it's a cliche, but it's true. After a while, you're like, okay, can I not put you in a game you can't play? At some point, as unlucky as you may be to have all of these nicks and bruises and sometimes significant injuries, and I know you're not trying to get hurt, but the fact is, if every week you do, then I can't depend on you. So we're going to have to figure something out here. And luckily, this game, we saw our starters out there. You see how much better they are. When they're able to play together, Edwards was great. All these guys are really good players when they can play together, when they stay on the damn field.
0: Yeah. Well, Carlton, keep your effing helmet on, first of all, Carlton Davis. Don't do that. That short-circuited that drive completely. But he broke on the ball as quickly as he's done the positive side of things. There were two plays. He should have had two extra picks yesterday The instincts are there. You saw it in December, too, a little bit. Um, And, uh, well, January, too. It's amazing how the clock changes, so you have to redo your terms. But uh, the last few weeks of the season, Carlton's break on the ball was a lot better. It was excellent again yesterday, so it looks like you've got a good corner there. You love the rotation of uh, Whitehead and Winfield and Edwards at safety slash nickel. That is a beautiful thing. And you're going to need it next week with whichever team you play from the NFC West. You're going to need that because they spread it out. and They've got weapons all over the field, but it changes the game. It changes the way you feel about what the Bucs can do, because if those guys are all healthy, David plays your front four. looks like it does right now. The defense can do what it did last year, which is carry you for a quarter or two if you need it to. I didn't think that was possible three or four weeks ago, but if you're going to prove it and have your participation numbers that high, the defense could carry you through a week if you only score 21, 24 points. It's possible. Did you realize that uh, Mike Edwards had
1: nine tackles in this game to go along with that red zone interception you, you just referenced? No, nah, I thought uh, it'd be four or five. Yeah, he had nine. He he was he, He's a baller, man. That guy, we talked about it early in the season. The more he played, the more we were like, well, that that's something. That's something. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, you know, I'm always more comfortable with him out there than Sean Murphy Bunning. So I I just, I continue to get excited about the emergence there. It's what gives you a fighting chance really in these games. I mean, if the Rams win, their quarterback will throw you the ball and you got some guys that break on it. Uh, I think that any, any game we play, you you know, whether it's against Arizona or the Rams coming up, I I do think it's going to be a close game. I do think it's going to come down to the fourth quarter. I do think that uh, Arizona, we could maybe really exploit, but the Rams, the Rams will be ready to ball and they've got dudes on the defense. And so if you're not completely healthy there that, you know, and again, given what we're at, what we are at receiver right now, I could see that being a fourth quarter game.
0: So do we need to revisit the old defensive lineman dropping in coverage thing? Because Tryon had a huge pass deflection yesterday in coverage and then Barrett had the pick. Do, do we need to may a, a culprit to Todd Bowles or is that like a Jalen Hurts only thing? That's a Jalen Hurts thing, Tom.
1: That is a okay, Jalen Hurts right. thing for sure. Now, I never complain all that much when it's Shaq Barrett. Yeah. I do complain when it's others, although, admittedly, Tryon's an athlete. So maybe, maybe he could do more of that. I, I don't know. He's he is a freak. Um, and and I can't wait till he really learns the game. Um, yeah. right now he just gets by on that length and athleticism and burst. Um, he, he's a guy that you can see is still figuring it all out. And he gets away with a lot of things cause he's just so damn long and explosive. Um, but, but the point is, uh, I I'm still not a fan of it, but when it's Shaq, he's got instincts, man. And that's a great play by the way. But I also just think the quarterback's terrible. Yeah. Quarterback's terrible.
0: Yeah, you won't see a quarterback that bad the rest of the playoffs. No, you, you won't. won't. Because, like, you know, unless you unless you get injured Kyler Murray, you might get the same thing. But healthy Kyler Murray, he would need to be for them to win tonight. Well, healthy Kyler Murray is uh, a, yeah. a menace.
1: If we're being real honest, real honest, you want Arizona to win the game, some question marks about that shoulder for Kyler Murray. What a shame. He finds a way to win it. But I don't know, guys. Yeah, because that version of Kyler Murray is terrible when he when he's when he's not right and i get it man he's a tiny dude when he's not right they they fall off a cliff when he's fully healthy he's nearly impossible to stop it's just the polar opposites right when he feels good enough to run around and make plays extend plays explode down the field you're like okay this is a nightmare when he doesn't because he's worried about his shoulder they're not the same team at all And that stands to reason. I mean, they build their whole offense around the guy. So, uh, yeah, you'd you'd love to see Arizona limp in here with a a hard-fought victory, question marks at quarterback. (laughs) Yeah, that'd be great. But short of that, I really do think that we're going to be seeing the Rams here. I think the Rams will beat the Cardinals tonight. But, hey, we're first guessing here early in the morning. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Arizona blows them out. Wouldn't that be beautiful?
0: It would be. Yes, that would be a nice development. Just like when, you know, San Francisco is up three scores on Dallas. I'm like, oh, OK, so this is you're trying to put the pieces in order. I, I like this. Uh, yeah, this week is all about tonight, watching that game, rooting like crazy for the Cardinals. And then the rest of the week, just looking to see if 78 gets healthy. That's it. That's all it's about. 78's got to get healthy. That's the whole key. All right. Well, the Bucks
1: keep on winning and I don't ever you know, I don't ever spend any time uh, where I just ignore successes at this level. Division championship, home playoff victory on the heels of uh, winning a Super Bowl. Like, we're still here. We're still playing. The glory train continues to ride.
0: That's actually low-key a monumental game for the Buccaneers organization. Because last year, you're pricing out 90% of your fans. You're also limiting the capacity in the Super oh, Bowl, right. the people that can attend that game. Right. Otherwise, it's it's a total mess you have a home playoff game for the first time with Tom Brady, a true home playoff game. All those fans who spent money on season tickets for the last few years, and then you know the people at capacity last year who could fit in to the place, you finally paid it off. A home playoff game, rabid fan base. You get a blowout win. Brady delivers. That's huge for the brand. The, the Glazers had a really good day yesterday. <laughs>
1: Yeah. And, and, and they're going to get another game here and it would be great to win yep. it, but I mean, they're going to yep. get another one. So yeah, you're absolutely right. Good point to put, uh, to you know, bring that up. Hey Tom, have fun in Mexico. My brother, I will see you. Well, uh, we'll do another one of these while you're in Mexico, I guess. Right.
0: Yeah. That might be a hungover edition. We'll see.
1: That's going to be a hungover Friday edition of this. <laughs> <game>. <laughs> have fun our thanks to bill curry ford as always joebucksfan.com our thanks to all of you guys enjoy the win let's hope we get healthy in time to uh keep the train rolling here uh, for the upcoming game this weekend we'll talk to you again before that though be good everybody go bucks viva los bucks